0: hey everybody um we're the rising warrior we have john we have sean and my name's lance unfortunately this week and depending on where you look this month is suicide awareness or maybe suicide prevention month either way um both of them i have a small beef with the the suicide awareness i think that's the dumbest phrase ever it's like back in the day it was aids awareness we don't need awareness of suicide we are well aware that this exists in the veteran and first responder community we do not need more awareness uh we need a fix and I know Sean and I have talked about this, and I believe um, John, Sean, and I have talked about this. Suicide prevention. If we're trying to prevent suicide, in my opinion, it's way too late. If you're trying to get a guy off the edge of a building, it's almost too late. We got to start the suicide prevention years, months, months, years, decades before that. Uh, So, I know Sean and I know John have a lot to say about suicide prevention and suicide awareness. And I can see, um, the ants in Sean's pants just raring to go. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to let, I'm going to let Sean riff on this one.
1: All right. You guys hear me. All right. Cool. Yeah. So being in the veteran community, uh, also being, uh, starting to connect more with first responders, who m- many of them are veterans as well. Uh, this is a common topic that we talk about: is suicide, right? Suicide awareness, suicide prevention, and you know, from the work that we've been doing with others and the conversations we've been having, um, yeah, we have. In our experience, what we've, we're finding is that, like you said, the awareness part—like we don't need more awareness. People already know this shit's happening. Like, cool. So if if you want to support and you just want to feel included and like oh I'm helping provide awareness like I hate to break it to you but that's not really doing anything cuz we already know people are fucking killing themselves.
0: My 22 pushups a day is saving veterans on a daily
1: basis. <laughs> Come on. Uh, uh, yeah, trigger warning. Um yeah, it's <laughs> it, and like I'll I'll say this too um it, like we do care about what's happening Definitely, and so it it can be taken as like oh the things that they're saying means that they don't care it has nothing to do with that what we're doing is we're being more with reality and what's going on and reality is that the methods that we are currently using are falling short right it's not that they're not working and they're falling short so it we're not here to say like, stop doing what you're doing because you're wasting your time. And it's not necessarily that like we're here to confront the fact that we are falling severely short. The fact that we are 22 veterans a day. Last I heard, I think we're at 26, right? Like that number doesn't seem to be changing. So clearly we're falling short. What you got, Lance?
0: Um, if you're listening to this, whatever you're doing is working to some extent.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: To some extent. Yeah. But if you need some more.
1: Yeah. Keep if you really want to show up and be more effective in this conversation, and to see more results, which I know all three of us are 100% trying to do, because I'm just, I'm fucking sick and tired of of honestly, like anybody that hasn't like if you can go join any veterans Facebook group, especially anything around mental health or suicide prevention or awareness, if you go in there and you see the stories that people are saying, like it fucking sucks, and it is more common than not. So like what we're talking about is coming straight from people's experiences. And so we we do have some background in uh, being able to have like being able to navigate these types of conversations. I know I've been in a position to support someone on the phone and in person. Uh, I'm actually I was connected with someone who was deployed that I'm going to be talking to um, who's having similar thoughts. And uh, we were having this conversation the other day about how difficult it is for veterans and first responders to go seek help, because as soon as that conversation is had, those that are in this system that are trying to do something about this, all of a sudden, it's like, I'm gonna pull them off the line, they're mentally unstable, all these things. And I, I disagree with that. And so what I'm proposing to people, my invitation to you is like, let's take another look at what's happening. Uh, when someone is suicidal, they're having suicidal thoughts, or they're having suicidal tendencies, right? Um, Number 1 how we are how we respond to someone's statement about wanting to commit suicide or to take their life is so huge. In the whole mental health world like we see it all the time like people don't want to talk about it, right? It's like depression, anxiety, suicide, like people don't want to get involved because like they put so much pressure to uh, or put so much pressure on what's going on. And we're so afraid to say the wrong things or do the wrong things. And like from that lens, I will also speak as someone who has had suicidal thoughts. And uh, I've been down that road and I've made that call to a friend of mine. As We were just talking about this the other day, one of my good friends and and mentors. When I reached out to him, like I gave myself, I, I, where I was at in that journey was I, I gave myself two choices. Either way it was gonna end, right? It was either, go that way and it's gonna end or jump on the phone and it's gonna end. Like I, I, I was in that point. And so I chose to reach out to a friend and <clears throat> I told him where I was at. I told him what was going on. And this was one of the most powerful, impactful things that uh, has ever been said to me in regards to that. Because after I, I told him where I was at and what I was experiencing, he took a few deep breaths, got me to take a few deep breaths. And he made the comment one you're not alone and two I don't trust anybody who hasn't had those thoughts and that that right there caused me to re- it, it shifted something it caused me to rethink things and naturally after that conversation I read it in a book um, a, a very, very impactful book where there was a similar situation they went to this guy for help and like, hey, Jed, what, like, we, we need your help. I have a friend, they're suicidal, blah, 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 blah. And they're like super like worried and concerned and everything else, which I totally get. I've been there. And he goes, good. That means they're finally starting to wake up to the fact that their reality needs to change. Something in their life needs to change. Now imagine if we took that approach to this conversation where people are having these thoughts because let's be real most people who have the thoughts or they reach out most are not going to do anything right and that's that's not to say that we shouldn't do anything or that we shouldn't have these conversations with them but it is a reality and Uh and and knowing that and understanding that if we shift how we re or if we shift from a reaction to a response right so if we take a few deep breaths and then we have and we have a conversation Right. And a conversation is asking questions, engaging, active listening, letting them speak. If you feel called to speak into it, great. Right. And at the same time, what we're seeing is that people care. And I want to acknowledge that people care. I love that. And it's not the way we're going about it is falling short. And so instead of it being this conversation around, think about the people around you, think about everything that's going on in your life. Like you have so much to live for. Like when you're in that headspace, none of that registers. And so if, if you have never had this conversation with someone, like I'm here to tell you as someone who has been on both ends of it, that shit doesn't matter. There's nothing that you're going to say about how it's going to affect themselves or the people around them, their family, none of that is going to get them to change their minds because what they're experiencing is so far beyond that. What I experienced was so far beyond that, that it, it didn't register. Like I already knew that, like I knew that there would be consequences to my actions if I decided to, to, to go that route. Like I already knew that. John, like I know you and I have been talking about, we brought this up, right? About pain right? Like, yeah, there's like someone who's having those thoughts is most likely experiencing some amount of pain or suffering, right? This could be physical pain. This could be emotional pain. It doesn't matter. It's usually it typically ends up being a combination of like emotional, mental and physical pain, right? Like it's all wrapped into one. And I know my experience of that was, this is never going to change. This is never going to end. That's what got me into that mindset and so it didn't matter what someone told me like oh just think about the future just th- like what about your parents what about your family what about your friends like you have so much to live for like people love you it's like yeah i know and i'm still feeling the way that i feel and, that, and that's the first thing to acknowledge is that yeah nine out of ten times or i imagine you know the majority of the time if not all the time like people know this Right? they know like I said that there's gonna be consequences to to their actions and consequences as a reminder doesn't necessarily mean bad things right like in this case we we attach so much weight to it right and so you know through that lens it's as we start to understand a little bit more like right, like that was my mindset that this is not gonna change and the other thing that I learned in, in a lot of this as well in, in my journey in my experience, and, and I haven't heard anybody else really talk about this or or, uh, or mention this, like a big thing for me was I simply wasn't being seen or heard. right. And like those two things like those are two, like those are needs as a human being, right? That connection, being seen, being heard, feeling connected to other people. Like those are all needs that we have. And I, I, I'm curious you guys' stance on this, but, or, and my current thought is like, nobody's fucking teaching us this shit. Nobody's really telling us and showing us like, hey, look, as a human fucking being, like you need to experience connection. I know it's, in, I think Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? For those of you that are taking fucking psychology, but where is it on on the needs? Like they put it pretty high up there. I would, I would make an argument that it's actually closer to the base level. Uh-huh. So, I, yeah. 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 Go for it, John. I know no, I just I mean, fucking went uh, off.
2: John. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I think that what, well, kind of to give you some reflection on what you just said about needs um, what especially in a situation when somebody you know or somebody who's a veteran who or a first responder, or whatever was in that place um like you said about your experience in that moment your friend was able your mentor was able to provide you with number one a big fucking deep breath because if you're if you're in a state where you're like our heart's beating fast, you don't know what to do, you're you don't know where to go. The first and the absolute first thing is to slow your nervous system down. I know we talked about this, in a lot of times, but we need to slow down first and foremost. And the second thing that that person that you trust, the person that you feel comfortable with, the person that you feel seen by, is that they provide you this like ability. You know, we you call it a safe container. You can call it a ability to spill your guts or whatever it is that you want to call it. That ability that that person can, can help you with. Already, you're, you're, you've, 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 you're like, you were this far down and now somebody's pulled you back to here. You're not all the way back yet, but you're here. Breath and the ability to be seen by somebody else and held in that space. And what I know that we're skipping those steps when we talk about, the way we normally talk about suicide prevention or suicide awareness. Like we already said, awareness, we got it. We understand, we're aware. Prevention-
0: Suicide's new? (laughs) Yeah,
2: Yeah, 22 pushups a day. And I think what, what, at this point, what the veteran and first responder community fucking needs is people who can hold that space People who can provide that ability to down regulate our fucking nervous system in that moment. Because if we can't slow down enough to be like, okay, I'm okay in this space, nothing's gonna happen to me unless I make a decision. Like I'm physically okay to be in this moment and somebody's listening, hearing me. That's it. Those two steps are the beginning of the door to start the conversation from a place that's a lot more grounded than like, I'm in this place where I don't know what to do and I don't know where to go, right? And I, and I think that is the, the doorway to allow us to kind of support each other as veterans because, listen, whether you have combat experience or not, those numbers aren't only combat vets. Uh, um, A lot of them aren't. Like, I would say the preponderance of them are not. They're yep. just service members mm-hmm. um, or, or veterans, right? And then, so... Take away the stigma, and I'll, I'll say this right off the bat, that there's this like undercurrent of, of you not being hard enough or good enough if you didn't go to combat, if you didn't do these things, if you didn't deploy to the Middle East, whatever else. It is. it is absolute and utter nonsense, number one. And number two, like this is our community. And if we give ourselves at least the grace to say, hey, you are a brother or a sister when you're in this group and that already gives people a sense of belongingness that just reach out, man, like put your hand out there for others who are in that place. And yep. I think um, those two things are huge, the breath and the being seen part. And then we can start having those deeper conversations that Sean has gone, you know, starting to go down in into. One
0: thing I'm, yes, John, very good point. Um, <coughs> one thing I, I have veterans reach out to me. They're like, oh, I got to check on your battle buddy. Great. First of all, I don't, I'm not a battle buddy. I don't need a battle buddy. Um, especially when I go to the bathroom, that's just awkward. Um, and what I'm finding is like, okay everybody's checking on everybody. Well, why do we still have these numbers? Well, your battle buddy, your friend, you can only connect with your friend as much as that person himself can connect with himself. And vice versa. And vice versa. So I, I know this has happened um, to you guys, but you've ever talked to a guy where it just sounds like you're talking to a brick wall? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we, we cannot use the battle buddy system if the battle buddy system has failed and your battle buddy can't even connect to himself or the battle buddy is already thinking of suicide also. That's what we call trauma bonding. And that's just gonna perpetuate the system. Um, One of the other things I wrote down when Sean, you were talking about pain. Um, I, I talk about this a lot with my patients in the clinic. They're like, oh, I got pain or, oh, I'm hurt, whatever. Well, let's get specific with that. Pain is this massive, broad topic. I'm just going to talk about low back pain because that's what I deal with on a daily basis. (laughs) And it correlates directly with, you know, suicide. Oh, I'm in pain. Pain is this massive, broad topic. And when you just generalize it as that, you got this huge looming umbrella of, oh it sucks well is it tightness is it sharp shooting is it dull achy dull achy is a hell of a lot different from sharp shooting electrical pain where that guy on the ground's crying so i i when i talk to veterans specifically on facebook and all these groups i ask them to get specific when you use this big broad general term it can get overwhelming really quick. But when we narrow it down and we say, oh, I'm, I'm a little sad because my friend died. Okay, that's a little more doable. We can work with that instead of, oh, I'm so fucking depressed. I want to kill everybody. Well, that's a little more overwhelming. Um, Sean, you and I talk about this a lot or you, you talk about this a lot. And I'm sure John has heard this. Get specific. And then... Write it down.
1: Yeah, there's, um, yeah, so a couple things have come up with that, right? We're talking about pain and, um, you know, through this conversation, I would like to provide people with some tools to be able to work through it if you're the one that's having the thoughts or to be of better support. And so, you know, when we talk about pain, right, there's this concept that, Uh, you know, my experience, especially being a coach and being in a a position to be able to support most people are simply just trying to feel better. Right. And so this is where one of the problems are, is that we are taught growing up to avoid the uncomfortable feelings. Right. And so the lens that I view this from now, this is what I, I, I help try to portray to people is that take good and bad out of the equation. Right, I feel good, I feel bad. Like Lance was just saying, like let's get specific. What does feeling good mean? What does feeling bad mean? Right, Because like I said, like for however it's being done, I, I, I don't have an answer to that yet, but we are learning to avoid feeling bad and to seek feeling good. And, and that could just be the human condition, right? Seek pleasure, avoid pain. And so if we can start to rewrite these stories about what those things mean, right? We can put ourselves in a different position. And so if you are simply feeling uncomfortable, you're feeling some heaviness, you're feeling pain, whatever, like let, like Lance said, let's get specific for one. And number two, start asking yourself the question of, am I just trying to avoid feeling something, right? And and we see this in the veteran and, and what we're now finding as well with first responders is that especially men, like we just don't wanna feel anything, right? And so it's like, the overwhelming shit comes when there's so much sensation and so much feeling that's going on that we become overwhelmed. And so we can mitigate this. We can mitigate the overwhelm by being with the uncomfortable shit as it comes up, right? Whether, whether that's pain, sadness, whatever, like we can start to be with it at its beginning levels and prevent the overwhelm, right? Or mitigate the overwhelm, make, make the overwhelm much less. And so through that lens, right, there's, there's a question to ask, right? You can ask yourself like, okay, am I just avoiding feeling something? Because whatever you're feeling is valid for one, and number two, it, none of it is bad. It is simply a feeling, and you are more than safe to feel that. And so that's my invitation to anybody, right? If you're the one having the thoughts, right? It's, a, it's if you've never heard that before, cool. Now you've heard it. Like You are safe to feel whatever it is you're feeling. Okay, and if you're in a position to support someone, the best thing that you can do, like John was saying, is, is create a space that helps them feel safe enough to feel it themselves. Right? As someone who is who has uh, been in this in this support role before, like yeah, you can it it, it can be helpful to to um it, if there's something that you can do to help make the situation relatable. Right? and this is why i openly talk about my experience especially when it comes to this because if we don't trust someone chances are we're not going to feel safe around them okay and so that is the number one thing that in my opinion that you can do in those types of situations is show up and allow them to have the experience but but do so in a way that allows them to trust you right and this is why when you you like go at it with why are you going to do this? Think about all the other people and stuff like that. Like that, that's why that stuff doesn't help. Right. Because the person is having an experience and they're not being seen or heard in it. And so the more that you just lay this other shit on them, you're inadvertently potentially causing shame. Right. And so I remember when I felt that, or when I was hearing that at times, like I felt shameful because then it became like, you know what, they're right. If I do this, look what I'm going to do to my friends. Look what I'm going to do to my family. And I felt like a piece of fucking shit. And that just made it worse, right? And so be aware that that could be happening. It's not, I, I, I will not make the claim that it's always happening. And I, I invite those of you who may be in that position to, to take that perspective. And then, um, so, so <clears throat> feeling safe, that trustworthiness, right? That, that's all gonna factor into this. Um, there was another thing that I was gonna bring up that has slipped my mind currently. Uh, John or, or Lance, if if you want to expand upon that, if you have something else to say, while well, I while well, I remember, yeah,
2: I really like your your point about um, giving the space to feel your feelings. Um, very taboo in the Vera community. Um, here, here's the here's the reality. The reality is they're there, they're happening. You avoiding it suppressing it, pretending they're not there, is not helping you in any capacity ever. Bad idea. And it's like Sean was saying, it's adding just fuel to the fire. And now in that moment that that a person is asking for help, they are also now being the addition of shame on top of all the things that you're already suppressing because you're not allowing yourself to feel those things. No. You don't have to be a guru or a coach or, or uh, whatever to know that that's, that's how most of us have been conditioned in our culture and much more incre- you know, much more intensely if you were in the military, like we were. And so we, we have layers and layers and layers of, of generational stuff of, of just classic you getting beat down at school. Or, or in boot camp, or in training, or on deployments, or whatever it is, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of history. That's why when we talk about the, the in the moment, slow down first, breathe, then allow other people to feel safe, or be in a safe space. If you don't fucking trust somebody, or you don't feel like they're going to let you talk, honestly, let's not even say you're talking about feelings. If you are with a space with somebody who's just come, saying shit at you, at you, that's not the right person to go to find the people in your life that you feel comfortable at the very least that you can sit on a fucking park bench and say, Hey man, I'm not feeling good. Like, I don't know what's going on, but I don't know what's going on. And they go, Oh, cool, man. Let's, uh, I got you. Let's go for a walk. Let's go grab a beer and and chat. If you feel that safety with somebody, you don't necessarily need to reach out to somebody like Sean or Lance doctor or coach or whatever. Just be in a space with somebody who, allow, who gives you that opportunity. And then once you feel that and you allow yourself and use the journal, like Blanche was saying, to, to get it out. Now you can start talking about some of those deeper layers and going into the, the body and the emotions and everything like that. But in the, in the first place, get with somebody you, you feel you have the ability to just go for a walk with and have a conversation. With.
1: Yeah. To, to expand upon that, John, uh, I, I was reminded of, of the other thing that I had. What I have found to be right on both ends, being supported and being a supporter is <clears throat> like if, if I'm going to support someone who is who's, who's uh, present with with you know those thoughts or those feelings, or whatever, I have no agenda. I'm, I'm not approaching that call or that conversation with like, I'm gonna help this person, I'm gonna save this person, like I'm gonna get them to not do it. I'm gonna be straight up, I have no agenda other than to simply listen and to help them feel seen and heard. That's why I asked questions. I I, I tried to do as little talking as possible. And so for anybody out there that ever finds themselves in a position to, to support someone, you, you get that phone call, you get that text, approach it without an agenda. And as someone who has been on the other side of that, who reached out to somebody, like I just said, that like as I look back and reflect on that, I could tell that that's what was going on And I know that was the case because when I called him and I told him what I was experiencing and what I was going through, the fact that when I was done talking, like he never interjected once. And when I was done talking, he, nothing was said for a good 10 to 15 seconds. We just took some breaths. And I I could feel that, like that aspect, I could literally feel it coming from him. And like, after I I said my piece, like I already started to feel the weight come off. And then when I like, I could hear him taking the deep breaths and I was like, okay, I felt a little bit lighter, a little bit lighter. And then when he came back with the, I hear you, thank you for sharing. And then the, uh, yeah, I don't trust anybody who hasn't had those thoughts. Like the reason why that was able to land was because like it felt so genuine he didn't have an agenda i like I text him and within five minutes he like we were on the, on the phone and this is someone who I know is a very busy person, and so like I'm very grateful that that he responded and so so that's a huge thing there, right as someone who can be of support, have no agenda and and I will uh I, I'm gonna make a statement here that may sound whatever, take it however you want. As someone who, like I have got, I'm up to five or six friends of mine now who have, who have committed suicide. It fucking sucks. <clears throat> As I've mentioned, I've, I've had those similar thoughts myself. I've been in that position. Having been in both having supported people through, through those tough times and, and, and being supported through that tough time, the the question that really helped me is who am I to say what this person needs? Who am I to say what the best thing for this person to do is? That is none of our decisions. None of us as much like, and I say that fully admitting that it would fucking suck. It'd be absolutely terrible for the act to follow through. And like I said, I have five or six friends who have done this. And it is not for me to tell them what they should or shouldn't do. And so approaching it through that lens has helped me show up without an agenda. It has helped me show up with more compassion because we don't know what they're going through. Even, even everything that they will ever say to you about what they're experiencing is still only a fraction of what they're experiencing. We never know. And it's not up, up to us to decide for them what they should or shouldn't do. That's why the most powerful thing you can fucking do is simply show up, listen and allow them to, to, to be in that space and hold that container for them. And it's not easy. I'm not saying that it is. And for any of you that have ever been in that, in that position to try to support someone, I applaud you for doing whatever it was that you could do in that situation. And I acknowledge the fuck out of you for doing what you thought was best in that situation. Okay, and it, and it does it fucking sucks is the fact that we're still having these conversations and we want to shift that That that's why we are having this current conversation because i've i've had conversations with people who are in this field i've gone through uh i'm currently taking a certification and it's all like as i'm going through it i'm like no wonder shit's not changing because they're not having this conversation they're not having conversations like this that are actually leading to something. It's like, oh, here's the signs, here are the symptoms. We already know what the signs and the symptoms are. We already know the conversations that people are having. We like we already fucking know. And there's a reason why that's not working is because we're just simply like, oh yeah, hey, here's the thing. Oh, you're oh you're suicidal. Cool. Go to the hospital. Like, what the fuck? What happened to the human connection part of this? Like, cause in my experience that's what's lacking like we're putting this label on people and this goes for all mental health shit I'll make that fucking statement we're putting labels on people and we're creating disconnection because the reality of it is we all have these fucking thoughts we all go through depression we all go through some form of anxiety I guarantee you everybody at some point in time has had a suicidal fucking thought I guarantee it it is part of the human nature and the more that we stigmatize it, the fucking worse that we are making it for people because it is not taboo and we're making it taboo. And that needs that needs to shift, needs to fucking shift. Like we can make this so much more simpler, right? And, and I say that while also fully understanding that that's not gonna cure any, like it's not gonna be the end all be all, right? But we need to at least start having that conversation. And I am not hearing that conversation being had by the people who are putting charge of these situations.
2: So we, you know, we, uh, to your point, Sean, we're doing this. We're not trying to raise any awareness. We're trying you're to there. validate where you're at, man. If you're out there right now and you're in that spot, this is the validation that you need. We see you. We see every single one of you who are in that place. We're taking deep motherfucking breaths over here because we know that what's required for real, authentic, human fucking connection change is the ability to take that breath, to slow down, and then to allow ourselves to be connected to each other and validate those things. It will not change if we're just... You know, ferrying people to the hospital and then ferrying the, them to the VA system to then get on meds to then whatever. Listen, all there are there's uses for all those things, and a lot of those things resources are, are helpful. And if you are absolutely in an absolute pinch, you cannot find anything else, go do it. But if you have the opportunity to be supported, find those people and we're here to validate that experience and to give everybody who is a veteran out there who's listening that it's okay to have those thoughts and feelings and emotions. It's completely okay. I've had them. Sean's been through that experience. You know, he just shared. And the more openly we talk about it, the more conversation we have on it from a place of understanding, validation, acceptance. And I'll say the L word for those of you who are uncomfortable with it, love. Um, The more we can bring that out, the more we can open that conversation, the more we can say it out loud and connect with each other over it, the more likely we are to bring each other into the fold and to slow you down a little bit, to realize that, hey, life is pretty fucking awesome. And if if you reach out and you open up, we can help you out.
0: Well said guys Uh, I'm going to wrap it up I I think I think we've We've nailed down a lot of good things here Um, Suicide awareness Suicide prevention It's going to take time Yeah Good place to start Best time to do it was yesterday Second best time is today
1: Yep Uh,
0: anybody out there makes it to the end of this and you need to reach out to anybody. Uh, I volunteer all three of us. I will drop everything and make myself available. Um, and I'm going to say, like I stated at the beginning, if you're at the edge of the building, eh, there's a good chance it's too late. Reach out way before you need that. Reach out when you're lonely, reach out when you're a little sad, Reach out way before it comes to the edge of that building. Reach out soon. Reach out often. We're here to talk. We're here to listen. I take that back. I don't want to talk. I'm here to listen. Mm -hmm. Um, Love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Like, comment, share. Please share. Please share. And um, we'll see you on the other side.